so I do, I do have to tell you, Casey, that um, you are saved in my phone, not as Casey, but as seasoned curly fries. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. All right. I, uh, I have this thing where I give all my, all people in my phone nicknames. Um, and <laughs> after the, after our last wing night, I could not stop thinking about your <laughs> well that was the first that was the we were on a group chat and i didn't have your number and uh-huh. so we both saved each other's numbers mm-hmm. yeah but you you were i've never seen someone more excited and proud and nervous about <laughs> a side dish as you were about those seasoned yes. curly fries yes uh it's a grandpappy fryer it's the fry it's the competitor for the fry daddy looks like a paint bucket and put about a whole whatever you buy at the store of oil put that in there and just have a good time but but to, to let everyone know we're riding i we have this tradition a wing night i started it a few years ago with a mutual friend of ours dustin who he's in my phone is chin strap by the way um, did he used to have the facial hair chin strap? Yeah, he did. There's wow. there's a picture of him did not from realize. Virginia Tech um, where I think it was the first first night he met Lauren. And they, they took a picture like a Facebook challenge. And so she put that picture, and Dustin has a good old-fashioned chin strap Damn. going. So I couldn't let that go. I did actually try to have that facial yeah. hair for a few few months maybe in 2008 or so i had diamond earrings whoa yeah diamond earrings and chin straps yeah i think everyone standard. everyone's grateful that you don't yes. have that no. anymore wasn't good but it but anyway so this wing night and it's it has evolved from just me and a couple dudes getting wings to a, a big thing yeah i just started uh participating maybe a year ago yeah maybe was, not even yeah and it's so, a fun time. I like it. It's gone from going to the, going to this one place here in Virginia Beach, Bucketheads, every other week, to because of COVID. Which I heard they just increased prices to one dollar a wing. Stop it! Yeah, don't you? You can't. But is yeah, this, that's because of COVID. Is this also. a balanced meal podcast exclusive here? I mean, you could. That I this is this is uh, third now? party knowledge. I heard Oof. it from somebody, and they said it's going up to a dollar wing. Oh, Was previously man. fifty cents, then they went to sixty, and so. Well, that's terrible. But anyway, so we're going. Still worth it. Yeah. So because of COVID and past all this stuff, we were doing it at people's houses. So we're doing it at our one guy Waltz's house, and. You guys, we were all going to bike to his house, but you showed up. <laughs> yeah, Walsh was pressuring me hard to bring a side. Because the last time, last time. Yeah, he. Come on, come he, on, Casey. What? The last what, time what, you oh, brought a yeah, side, yeah, yeah. You he did. He said, bring chips. chips and salsa, and I did kind of. You brought went a, a little chip cheap. and some salsa. I brought a bag of chips and a thing of salsa, and it was yeah. gone in about 20. 10 minutes so there was a lot of pressure riding on this wing night and they were kroger brand kroger brand so i mean anyway but you know hey that's in the past yeah people were people were razzing razzing me so you and 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 dustin aka chin strap 
Um, roll up, and you've got back. You've got your backpack on. I had no idea you had a fryer in your backpack. Yep. And Dustin was carrying all this stuff. You had a lot of stuff. I had just... a, a, a strapped cooler on me, and I had three bags of uh, Aldi brand seasoned curly frozen, and then I had a uh, you know what whatever that. I don't know what the big tall thing of oil is, veggie veggie oil. Mm-hmm. And you were a freaking Nepalese Sherpa, yeah, on a beach cruiser, yeah, just carrying this. And you were saying your season, you didn't just say curly fries. That's what was was had me. So that's what I'm so saved hard. in your phone, seasoned curly. Because you just kept saying I've got seasoned curly fries, and I thought. I thought that you got regular curly fries and you had a special seasoning that you threw on them. No, I went. And so then we get to the, we get to the his house and you pull out like nine bags. It seemed like nine bags of curly three, fries. Three, three family size bags. Yeah. And so you, you, it was they were delicious. Yeah, I, they, but I just asked for a little salt and pepper from Waltz and yeah. and uh, I use my technique with frying is I use a brown paper bag seems Uh to collect a lot of the grease and i just like to fry stuff outside i'm not i don't not a fan of frying stuff indoors and so this little paint bucket it looks like a little paint bucket and Uh so you just you can fry wings in it you can fry i've been frying chicken breast you can fry fish yep it makes a mess but it's it's delicious but isn't messy food the best it is yes and i have i have a little one of those bread, whatever you call it, for the warming, whatever that is. It's like a grid, uh-huh. and I, you know, I get out there and I, like you take when you pull them out of the. What do you put cookies on cooling rack? That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, rack. yeah, and yeah. I and I have that, and I have a little wooden table in my backyard, which is totally weatherproofed now from all the grease. Uh huh. So awesome. and Waltz was. I'm not sure he was too keen that I totally weatherproofed half of his table that night. <laughs> and I told him, you know, this is all just grease. It's like a free weatherproofing. And So wait, the grease weatherproofs it. So it's like when you seal your deck. Well, it's like an oil. You know, it's like oiling down your, down a table. So and outdoor, it's like a... thousands of dollars to seal our deck when we could just have well, you over you... and make a whole mess of fries? I, I don't know. Why don't you? Why don't people do? I don't understand when I see people frying food in their house. I don't understand. It smells. It. It's a terrible idea. It's gross. It should be and it makes like a yeah. film, and then your house smells like you know, fried grease for two or three days. Yeah, it smells like a Burger King. Yeah. Nobody wants yes. that. No. No. Well, Casey, it's yeah. glad, I'm I'm glad to have Thank you on you. here. Thank you. Season. Hey. Season curly fries. And I won't talk about it a lot, but I was late. Uh, you did tell me 7.30. Yeah. And uh, I got here at 9.30, maybe. Well, you know, it's that beach life. It's you know? the weather's starting to warm up. It's Memorial Day weekend. I got excited. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked earlier, and I told you how excited I was. I've had this markdown in, in black marker on my mm-hmm. calendar for a couple weeks. This is the pride. The most planned out event I've had in a while. And he's two hours late. So I wonder and I'm what two it's hours like late. You, don't and, you know, but it's I, it's for me, and um, you know, probably being a dad has to do with it. You know, you, I I've learned about myself 
which Carly recognized your wife. She said when you when you told him when you told your wife that I was going to the beach around five, she was like, "Oh, you coming over at seven thirty? I don't see that happening." Which <laughs> is probably uh, smart. And I just I'm learning more about myself that if I'm gonna do something, I can do one thing. If I try to do two things, yeah, some one of them's gonna suffer. It's and like, I'm sorry that I that, that it's okay. Well, I appreciate. It. I'm glad yeah. that we're here and we're doing it. You know, you, you say it's pushing it with two things. It's like when you're going out to eat with the kid. Yes. It's always if you ever have that thought, I should have one more drink. Yeah. You should never do it because it's always in that that other one when the meltdown happens. Yes. Well, so yeah, Charlie's my daughter, and we. COVID kind of had like when she was first born, we could take her out and just have her in her little car seat, and she mm-hmm. would be napping, and and it was great. It was easy to take her out, and we would take her all over the place, and she would just sleep. And then COVID happened, and she started walking and talking and getting mm-hmm. into things, and we would do takeout. And so then once things kind of got a little more relaxed recently we've taken her out and you're not really at the table very much because you can't you know she's not into that Mm -hmm. system of waiter comes up gets the drinks then you get your app then you get your food no she's waiter comes up brings the crayons that's like a good three minute time take her upper then she's Mm -hmm. running around the whole restaurant which we did realize Chicks has like a cool corner in the back. We've never, I've never gone to like the original Chicks yeah. oyster mm-hmm. bar like that one little carpeted area. And there was, there was a, a lot of fish mounted on the wall and she was just wanting to look at that. And so you just can't be at your table for a long time. You're just going to be walking around, falling around the restaurant basically. So you need to have your bag of tricks. That's yeah. what we've started developing. Really? You always need to have things. Yeah, we didn't bring very you gotta, much. Yeah it's, yeah, it's one of those things that you learn as a parent. Like, you have to, it's it's like, not predict, but assume you're going to need everything. To, so, you know, you always want to bring a few toys. Yeah. A few things. You want to bring every other snack that you can. Or not every other snack, right, but right, you want right. to bring the hits. Yeah. Like, when you're going to a restaurant, you're not going to bring the snacks that you haven't introduced yet. Yeah, just bring You want to bring the ones that you know the kid likes. And you just got to be ready. You well. Know? And that's what we do with him. It's 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 like that. It's, it's like I was talking to my friend, Jim. It's almost yes. like when you're, when you go out. Jimbo. To eat, yeah. You got to know what you're, what you want. Like the, the waitress needs to be ready to, you need to yeah, be ready you to tell her your the, order when she sits, when she first gets there. So Inslee realized this and my dad, I don't think ever got out of this phase where he is, my dad is, he had me at a later age. He was uh-huh. 50 when he had me. Uh-huh. I was a whole, I joke my brothers, my half brothers that they were his practice family. Because he had a whole nother family before he had me. Uh-huh. And so he had, he was, you know, married and then divorced and then had a whole, got married to my mom and then had a whole nother family. So, and it was later in life. So 
my oldest brother is in his 60s and my dad just turned 80 I'm sorry he yeah no he's in his 60s now my brother Kenny and my dad just turned 84 I think it's either 84 or 83 if Inslee was here, she'd tell me. She. So your dad is in his 80s. There's yes. a lot to unpack here. Yes. But but we, what I was trying to get to yeah. with the restaurant thing is my dad has, ever, ever since we've been to restaurants, like, he is, like, the waiter. He doesn't go by the formula the waitresses do, like, with the drink and the appetizer, uh-huh. the, the meal. He just says, I want to give you everything right there, uh-huh. right when you come up to me. She's and like, then I want the check. Like yep. he, he's not. He wants to make a sit-down restaurant like fast food, and it's uh-huh. always shocking to see the waitress when when she comes up. It's like, what would you like to drink? And he's like, I'll have the hamburger, <laughs> because he's never once ordered. He's never once ordered a drink. He's just wa- It's water. He's not uh-huh. gonna drink. He's not gonna pay for a drink at a restaurant because that's. That's ridiculous to him to buy a uh-huh. soda or, God forbid, alcohol at a yeah. restaurant marked up. So it's for him, it's just going straight to the entree. And he's uh-huh. not going to ever mess with an appetizer or, or a, a dessert, which for me, growing up, I thought that was normal. <laughs> like, I was like, people order soda? Well, why would you order a soda? Like, that's that's ridiculous and so Inslee when I married her and she started going out to dinner with my parents like she just was perplexed by the fact that he, the waitress would come up and he would be like she'd be like, everybody else would be being like I'll have a you know a beer or a water or I'll just have a water and he'd be like yeah and he just goes for hamburger or whatever's the least expensive thing. He's just a thrifty guy. Uh-huh. And he's just not into like ordering anything fancy at a restaurant. He's big on the buffets. Yeah. Let me say that. Uh-huh. Which is kind of sad that I haven't been to a buffet in a while cuz I I also enjoy them, which I know that's probably not a a popular thing to admit. Why? The buffet? Yeah. Why is it? I don't know. I mean, what Golden Corral? Well, I. So I don't. I haven't been to a buffet in a while because. For the Asian buffets, I love those. I just. uh, It's been like. I've changed a lot of how I eat. Yeah. So I don't go to buffets. Yeah, it's probably not. It's not good for anybody. But it's not a good. That's all my family grew up going to. Yeah. It was. It was just like if my dad was taking us somewhere, uh-huh. it was probably going to be a buffet. And then once... Because you can eat like a king. Yeah. Whatever you can have you want. whatever you want. Whatever you want. You want to put ice cream on your nachos, have ice That's cream right. on your nachos. Yeah. It's dessert. It's it's appetizer. It's entree. And if there was melted cheese... And you buffet, don't have to worry about you know the sodas or anything. Yeah. You just go show up. Some of them just have the damn fountain. Although oh, any of the Asian God. places I've ever yep. been to yep. always never have a fountain drink. There's always a canned drink mm-hmm. and they charge you per can. Yep, they do. They give you a can. Uh, if you want a soda, ice, and then a can of soda. Uh-huh. Then you want another one? That's another charge. Yeah. Buffets, I think, 
I think they're probably uniquely American. Yeah, and I've heard Vegas is suffering right now with, I mean, not suffering, but just kind of trying to re-image. Yeah. Because right now nobody's doing the buffets. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was glorious. My dad used to take us to, um, I don't know if you're, how old are you, Casey? I'm 35. Okay, so you might not Born in 80, 85. Yeah, I was born in 81. I turned 40 in June. Okay. So, uh, so we used to go, Wendy's used to have a buffet. They used to call it a Wendy's. Super, Wendy's used to have something called a super bar. And it was like half of a buffet. And it had like a salad. It usually had some form of spaghetti and a meat. And like you could make What nachos. do you mean meat, a spaghetti like, and a meat? Like spaghetti and ground meat. Like a ground beef. Or like spaghettis and meatball? Yeah, something like that. And my parents used to take us so there. It was like $7.00. Something like that. Yeah. And it had like three types of pudding. I had no idea Wendy's had yeah. a buffet. And I remember it had, it had uh, Pizza Hut had a really good buffet. Oh, man, mm. I used to have... I used to work at a summer camp. And the only place... One of the only places in town was a Zaxby's, which is a chicken finger place. I know, I know Zaxby's. Okay, I don't it's just, know. It's There's, not readily available. In Georgia, they're right right from here, Athens. Yeah. Yes. They're from Athens, Georgia. You are from Athens? No, I'm from I'm from Albany, Georgia, but I'm oh, Georgia original. Okay. Zaxby's yeah. are pretty Yeah. When we dri- when I drive down south, it's pretty prevalent. Yeah. They but, have them in uh Newport News. Yeah, there's some on the way going south. There's yeah. some, but but it was a Zaxby's and a Pizza Hut buffet. And <laughs> well, we got sorry. that one. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we used to, I would frequent the Pizza Hut buffet, you know, instead of eating the camp food. But the trick with that is if you ever. When you were a counselor. Yeah, when I was a counselor. Because you were subject to just the food, the camp food. What kind of of camp was it? It was a church camp I grew up going to. Church camp. But uh, it was a sleepaway camp, that whole nine yards. So if you wanted anything besides whatever the, what was it, like Cisco or Aramark type, whatever, or whatever. Stuff like that, yeah. So you but had this to... pizza buffet was amazing, and we would get Mountain Dew and just gorge ourselves, and we would never tell anybody, because once you tell one person at the summer camp you're going to the Pizza Hut buffet, they go, oh my gosh, before you know it, there's 30 people at this like middle of nowhere pizza hut, they can't catch up, and then no one gets pizza. Damn. So oh, we, so it's selfish to just would keep it a secret. I had four, four friends, and we would, yes. we would make like a nod. And it was like a code. And we're like, yep, we're going to pizza. We wouldn't tell any. And people would be like, where are you going? You going somewhere? Be like, nah, we're just going to grab some stuff at the gas station or whatever. Or the, there was a store called Fred's. So you would just, sh- if you had been there and told everybody, you'd show up. And then all of a sudden, all that's available is the cheese, a couple slices of cheese. Yeah. So, but if you didn't tell anyone, you'd, you'd just be like a smorgasbord. Yeah. And it was amazing and beautiful. What about, what about uh, the? Did you, did you ever get to go to a Western Sizzler? No, I've never been to a Sizzler. Have you heard of heard of it? Yep, never been. To we a used Sizzler. to go to Sizzlers, and I remember seeing the car, the commercial uh-huh. for it on TV, and it was a father and son, and they were going for rib night. Yep, and they would be dressed up in full on yellow rain gear. Because they were gonna hit the ribs, 
hit the ribs. And it was because it was messy, right? Yeah, and, it was, and I would, and my dad would be like, "Let's go to the sizzler." Yeah, I would be excited. Yeah, the only it was other, exciting. Yeah, I've never been to one. I've been to Ponderosa. That was this. That was a buffet. I remember going Ponderosa. to Ponderosa. Ponderosa. Never, never. Or, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and talking about this food. I'm gonna get a cheese, cheesy pup. Yeah. The buffets. Are, oh man. Or uh, the numerous pizza buffets. But as you uh, grab one of those, why don't you tell us what are we? You know, one of my. For those of you that have turned into our 20-minute intro, which is fine. This is my. You're listening to. The Balanced Male Podcast series and. This is a dad talk. Um, I got Casey here, and uh, Casey, I usually have the dad bring one of their favorite beverages. So tell us, what are we drinking, and why are we drinking it? Well, we we got Budweiser here, and it's. Uh, why is it your? I favorite? don't know why. It's. I think it just. It's. Uh, it's. It's affordable and it's delicious, especially when it's ice cold. Yeah, and this is really cold. Thanks for the the ice cubes. You're welcome. In that cooler, it's uh-huh. unfortunately it's not American anymore. But you know, InBev purchased it mm-hmm. back a couple, three, four, five years ago. European company, but it's still brewed here in America. So yeah, it just tastes. Every time I buy a case of Budweiser, it seems like it tastes better than the case that I bought before. So uh-huh. it keeps getting better. I don't know. It just seems, and people seem to turn their, a lot of times I go to a restaurant and I'll order a Budweiser and they'll bring me a Bud Light. Yeah. So, and I'll say, I don't want to, you know, what the hell? So I have to, t- I have to tell you, Casey, that for a long time, I, uh, I wanted nothing to do with Budweiser. Really? Yeah. I think it was because I got, you know, I, I had a pretty conservative upbringing, and so I, I didn't really get into drinking until my mid-20s. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if it's, like, a young thing, but, like, you know, my wife has all these stories about college, drinking Natty Light and all this beer and all this stuff. So I never I never had it. I got to this age, and, you know, the I just wanted good beer. And every time I saw someone with a Budweiser, you know, for in Georgia, it was, you know... You know, some dude in overalls, yeah. whatever, and I just gave it a bad rap. But it is delicious. It's good. But I'll tell you, I, I can't, Bud Light, I can't handle that. It's weird. It's like, why would you drink a Bud Light when you can drink a Budweiser? What's the I don't understand. Difference? It's not, the, there's like 10 calorie difference. If you're worried about calories, why? Yeah. It's like 10 calories. Just, just drink the Budweiser. Yeah. And it's, I do, I do, I uh, do. I think these cans you got make it taste a little better with the stars on them. Yeah, you definitely can tell what every Budweiser once in a while stance is on things. <laughs> every once in a while, Budweiser around the summertime, yeah. they'll put a couple stars and bars on their cans, Did and it's it hard to, to <laughs> it's hard to not buy it for me. Was it like uh, one year that just said freedom on it? Yeah, instead of Budweiser, it was like Bud. It's, it was like every couple of Budweiser's you yeah, grab it said like freedom. 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 You know, and it's just so funny. <laughs> well, but I, I will say like, 
it's good. It's it's not you know. It's not bad. It's not especially bad. the colder you get it, the better yeah, it is. And I've just been things. tuning my fridge. I saw you have a little fridge Mini for just fridge. beer. No, that's my fridge is seltzers. But yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we yeah. I mix. I have a fridge in my garage that I have seltzers, beers, you know, mm-hmm. milk for the child, and uh, the cold. Sometimes I try to over cool it. And sometimes it starts freezing the waters and stuff. But man, it's, the colder you can make a Budweiser, the mm-hmm. better it's gonna taste. It's something about it, but yeah, it's not bad, man. But uh, just wish more people would drink it. Well, it's one of those things. It's a. It's like a stigma. Like once people think it's not cool or it's associated with something, yeah. like with with Budweiser, it's associated with like lifted trucks. Yeah. You know, the in-your-face southern dudes, yeah. you know, that are like, when they're July 4th, it's American flag I had everything. no idea. I didn't know that. You know, yeah. and then you got the kids, like, the city kids, and they're like, we don't want no part of that. They want the PBRs. Yeah, the PBRs. But they'll yeah. drink a Miller High Life, which is the same thing. Which, I think everybody has their own allergic tendency to a certain type of mass-produced beer, because I used to drink PBRs. Because I went to school in Norfolk, which was kind of a version of hipster VCU kind of same scene with Uh the, everybody wanted to drink PBR for some reason. And it gave me a nasty headache. It took me like three years to realize I'm drinking three or four PBRs and the next morning I feel like. I'm, you know, I'm getting irritated with people, and lights are yeah. bothering me in the morning. And well, I drank PBR because that's all they had—the punk rock shows. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind. I like the taste of PBR, but it just seems to react with me. Yeah, a little bit. I had a, I had a buddy. He loved the. He he had this thing in our kitchen. He called the wall of swill, and he called all like Bud Light, Natty Light, swill. Like it was just just really bad beer, and he would seek out swill, and he would he loved it. He didn't care. PBR was it? Like the wall of swill was like. So what what he would do is he would get he would get like he'd get a he'd get he got a six pack of Natty Light, and one of them he put on the wall. Oh okay, I see. And then he found like stuff like Hennessy, so this was back in your cream ale. Or then he found um, Carling's Black Label. That's a that's a swirl beer. Eight ninety nine for a thirty six pack. Thirty six pack. Yeah, think about that for a second. Swill. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was that. So he loved that stuff. Some people do, but you know, I was crawling under my house trying to fix i forget there was a leaking pipe and i was under my house and i found an old pull tab what was the brand of beer that doesn't exist anymore it was uh it's not schlitz yeah it was schlitz do they still exist yeah you can get a schlitz i was at uh the norfolk poor house one day and they had a schlitz but it was the kind where you know they had the the pull tab you should drink it no i mean it was it was already drinking it was just the can it was under there. Fix, Man, you know, fix the leak. Hopefully, I haven't gone back on. But everybody there. has their beer. Everybody has. Yeah, their that's beer. right. Their emergency. If you go to a bar, yeah. bartender chooses you, 
and you just emergency. Oh, that's what I'm gonna get. Budweiser. Yeah, the, I uh, bud, I'll take yeah. a Budweiser. Mine is usually Sam Adams. That's my go-to. Um, but I also I love Mexican beer. Dosakis. No. Or Corona. No. I'm a Modelo? Pacifico. Oh, Pacifico. Pacifico is my my beer. I mean, Modelo is great. Modelo's like my Bud Light. Yeah. But I also there's a beer. I mean, Presidente. That's yeah, actually Presidente Dominican. is good. I've never seen that in oh. a can form. Always in a bottle. Yeah, man, I love. Presidente is amazing. Now, do you preference bottles over cans, or it depends? I like cans because it's easier to deal with. Yeah, I feel like the glass kind of insulates the beer. Yeah, um, but it's a little that. more dangerous uh, if you're gonna break it, which mm-hmm. I've not. My daughter likes to put her, even if I'm, you know, drinking a seltzer in a can, she'll try to, yeah, put her finger inside the can opening and few times she's cut herself yeah, if i'm not paying attention my kid did that too and so i started you know in a conscious effort i started drinking nothing but budweiser can uh, bottles so well you know. you know there is also the thing that well never mind just gonna say just keep a better eye on your child you no know, the bottle breaks and you got glass everywhere. <laughs> that's that's happened too but anyway yeah. i will say casey it's been 30 minutes yeah we've it's just a, talking about just circular nothing, but it's all been nah, good. It's, fine, it's all been man. great. Um, so you're a dad. Yep. How many kids do you have? Just one child, Charlie. Charlie Jane Kohler. We had a very difficult time picking that name out. Why? What was um, difficult about it? Well. Like, land, you landed on Charlie. So it was between... I don't think by this time in the podcast, I don't think my wife's gonna be listening. So, yeah, go for it. She's a very indecisive person, and uh, it's hard for her to sometimes make big decisions like that. And well, uh, name's a big deal. It is a big deal, and but you landed on Charlie. So it was between Charlie and uh, and uh, uh, Ellie. Oh, and it was. Did you lean more towards one or the no, other? No, I mean, I was like, what? I like both. I just tell me which one, you know? And she was, she was, uh, kept leaning both ways. And then uh-huh. for a while, it was Ella, Ellie, Ella, Ella, Ellie or Ella. I can't remember. Pretty similar. It, yeah. And, uh, we even like had a little, it went, went, and then when we gave birth and all that, we had a little on that whiteboard in the room we had a ellie and charlie and uh-huh. and we let the staff tell us which ones they liked better which her her wow. the doctor who delivered her was dr charles wilkes and so he said definitely charlie and so that kind of <laughs> for me that was like you know charlie charles delivered you let's call her charlie uh-huh. oh that's it yeah. and then she kept wavering and but then it's hard, right? It, was it like, is hard. Yeah, and, and then it was three. We were in the hospital. She had a C-section, uh-huh. and so we were in the hospital four days. And I had to turn the paperwork in to get the birth certificate like and all time. that. So yeah. I was like filling out the paperwork, and she kept trying. Every time I tried to be like, "All right, what's the name?" Day one. I mean, obviously, day one I wasn't hassling her. Day, not day yeah, two, no, but day, day three, two. I was like, "Hey, what name would we want to do?" 
and we had the thing up there, the board, and people it was about even. So it was like, let's just choose. It's our choice. Yeah. Let's not let the staff of the hospital choose. Yeah. Which one do you like better? Uh-huh. And she would just not, you know, she, uh, well, you know, she just it's didn't want forever, right? She didn't want to tell me. And then so I was like, eventually, I got her to say, all right, we like Charlie better. So I put it down. I wrote the paperwork down. I put the check for whatever. Uh-huh. And I gave it to him. And then after that, she was like, I kind of like, you know, she was trying to switch it. And I was like, no, it's over. I'm not redoing the, we're not redoing the name. It's over. And then her parents were like, oh, yeah, maybe I do like this. I never did. And my mom and dad were, oh, yeah, whatever it is. No, it's over. I'm not doing extra paperwork to change the kids. I'm sorry. I, I'm not. We made the choice. We're sticking to it. And yeah. so. It was very, in, very indecisive. Well, it's stressful. I, it was a stress. It's stressful to pick a name, right? It's stressful I, to yeah. know this is what, you know, I got. I guess for some I people. I got lucky. I just was one day thinking about, I don't know what it was, but I just was like Jasper. And I yes. just said it. Yes. I said it out loud. And I was like, that's a cool name. That is a cool name. Jasper. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't. I don't know many Jaspers, and then I just happened to mention and it. And your to my wife, wife was okay with it. She goes, and I said, "What do you think about Jas?" Because we were going like maybe Roy, because I'm named after my grandfather. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I was like, I don't want no. You don't need a lot of double, triple no, names. And we're family. fine with that. And then she wanted, she wanted um, the fam her her mom's maiden name as somewhere in there so that was going to be his middle name but Schuler. but uh, i was like jasper and i remember i told i went down to atlanta to see family I was at my friends i was like guys what do you think about the name jasper and they were was like, this while he cool was still name. cooking or what yeah while you? he was still cooking so when did you decide we pretty much decided after i told her she's like that sounds pretty cool Yep. Well, that just shows you how things are different in your household and my household. But it, but see, that's the thing. We just luck out. But then, but you know, it took months to even get to that name because we were going back and forth yeah. on things. You know, it's hard to name a dog, right? Yeah. You know, it is. It, it's a tough thing. For me, it was. Uh, you just could, wanted the name. I mean, I was fine with. I'm fine leaving it to the end where you meet the child and you see him, and uh-huh. then. That might with the you know the doctor that delivered her Charlie you know that yeah. helped, uh-huh. but at a certain point you got to make a decision and totally. we got to put the paperwork in. So once that's done, we're not changing it. Yeah. So that just kind of made me. You were just stressed out. I it put the you out pa- a little bit. I don't. I'm not changing the name. Once I put the stuff in, it's done. Yeah, and it's over and it's good. Could you imagine her with any other name now? No, it's she's Charlie. Do you think? I think we made the right choice. Yeah, and my wife is. Yeah, where'd you come up with Charlie? My wife chose it, and it was like amongst three or four runners for a while. It was Uh like Ellie, Charlie for a while. It was gonna be uh, what the hell? Damn it! There's a lot. Can't remember. There was another one. Yeah. My mom. You know what? For. If we have another child, God, God bless. I I don't want a lot of input. Everybody kept 
peppering us with name suggestions. You don't want to do that. You don't want to pepper. And you don't because we speak. didn't have a name. I will tell you this: if you're thinking of a name, don't speak it out loud. What do you mean? Like, like if you decide yourself. the name, don't yeah, tell no, people. Don't tell people. Keep it to yourself. Because the worst thing that happens is people are going to tell you things. Be like, yeah, I was thinking about naming my kid Steve. No offense to Steve. Then I've yeah. known a few Steves. Some are all right. <laughs> but they'll be like, oh, I knew a Steve. He was an asshole. And then that ruins it. <laughs> that right? Taints, so if you have it. a name in your... I'm just yeah, gonna and my mom is like... Uh, pushy. Yeah. Very she, pushy. they have a name? Yes, she has two names, which she wants to speak it out loud. No, I mean my well, I'll speak it out loud because we're not choosing these names, and my mom's never going to listen to this podcast because she doesn't really know how to use a computer. Okay, I'll be Um, careful. She really wanted us to choose the name Willoughby or Rocky. Man, Willoughby is a great. That's a dope name. Well, you know. we just Inslee didn't like it, so and but it's I mean also I'm a name also I've not never met a I'm wildebeest. not also a fan of it either. So um, my first thought is wildebeest, wildebeest, um, but also Willoughby sounds like a like, name from like the 20s, or like Willoughby Spit yep. right there off of uh, Ocean View. Yeah, yeah. So and Rocky, I don't know Rocky Balboa. I, I, that's okay. I'm just not for us. Mm-hmm. So and she wouldn't get off it though. Mm-hmm. Especially because we hadn't decided. Yeah, my mom. She was very pushy. And then she started pushing it. My sister had a child who was very, maybe unique. I don't know. She had a, my niece is one month younger exactly than my daughter. So mm-hmm. when we told my sister that we were having a child, she told me, well, I am also having a child. Like we tried to reveal it to her. And then she revealed back because she was one month behind, so she wasn't really totally ready to tell everybody. So my mom and dad got like two babies, two grandbabies at once, basically. Wow. Like in, so back to back, two months, they had two more grandchildren, which my mom was pushing Willoughby and Rocky on my sister. So it was like just pushing, pushing, pushing. And we were, none of us had decided. So it was, you know, still a chance for her to, you know, I'm gonna get prospect Willoughby. for her, for her name. And then once she realized we weren't totally into it, when she would meet friends of ours that were having children, they like one of my buddies was having a kid and he named her, his daughter, uh, Penelope, and he was like, yeah, we're naming her Penelope. They had decided before the kid was born. And my mom was like, yeah, Penelope's good, but you should just probably do Willoughby or Rocky. Like, And she was just ruthless. Yeah. With, and she's still on it. She's That's just, funny. I just don't want it. I don't want the, I don't, I think I'm just going to tell for if we have another child, I'm going to say we have a name. We're gonna keep it to ourselves. Yeah, you gotta keep that stuff. Please, no more suggestions. I think we had a couple of names, and we mentioned it out loud, and somebody told us things, and so that stopped it. But it is a big deal, you know. The name is forever. It is, and the spelling you know? and all that. Yeah, but it's like... I'm I'm glad how where we landed. Um, it, it just it's just luck of the. Di- I mean, somehow that name popped in my head because I thought about naming it my dad's name because my dad died a month before my kid was born. We we're gonna name him really? Dan. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. 
Sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. Thank you. But um, thought about that. There was a lot of names. Thought about Alexander. A lot of names, but you know. I like Jasper, though. Yeah. Do you guys have a nickname for him, or you just call him Jasper? Jasper. And then I realized that I'm not surprised that that name, because it's an incredibly southern name. Yes. You know, and there was, you know, Jasper. I love it. Jasper. You think about, like, he's like a, someone told us um, the other day, I can't remember who it was, she was like, I just, when I think about his name, I just think about an old southern lawyer. Like, <laughs> like wearing Jasper, a cotton suit. Yeah, Jasper Sears. Clemens is here <laughs> presiding over the case. The defendant I'm, here, Jasper. I love it. <laughs> it I really do there, like so. that name. And I'm not BSing you, I promise. I like but I that love name. Charlie. I think that's great. My friend has a, a girl, and his, uh, his oldest daughter is named Wesley. Yes. And so I like how these names can... Flip-flop. Yes, the the unisex. Yeah, that you're it's talking cool. about. Yeah, because I'm Casey unisex, which uh-huh. I hit puberty kind of late in life, and so I was driving, and I was 16 years old, and I'd go to a drive-through, and people would, people would be like, uh, "Okay, ma'am, it's five dollars and twenty cents. I'm a guy." That's the worst. I'm a guy. Yeah, so, and even now I get emails from people that have never met me, and they're like, okay, Mrs. Kohler. Oh, that stinks. And I'm like, why assume my gender? If, you know, if you've never met me, and I'm a guy, and you're going to just email me and just call me a lady, you at know? Least, at least you don't get to her, because I'm an elementary school teacher, and I'm usually, the. it's usually... 80 women and me yeah or like 80 women and me and the pe teacher and they'll just be like miss clemens by accident <laughs> you know that's the worst so like obviously it's a girl if yeah it, that's like, but uh there needs to be more i've had i've had i had a couple of male elementary school i think i had one male elementary school teachers and yeah it's fun it's just a nice change up for a guy to have a another guy teaching yeah. them you know it's just it's fun it's just a whole different dynamic that the way that us guys go about and everything i feel it's like true i think that it, it helps especially with the young boys and even the young girls it's almost like i think the biggest difference is just that the tone of the voice changes they go from hearing the high pitch yeah well not high pitch that's but like the woman okay. intonation, like that, that yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, y'all need to sit down. Sit go. D- down. So, yeah, it's just weird. And I don't even, so, even yeah. as little as that, it's fun. But tell me about your dad. My dad is, you, uh. You, you opened the door with like. Really yeah, no, my kidding. dad is a yeah. very interesting guy. He is, uh, he's not. He doesn't conform to normal. He's not like anybody I've ever met. He's very unique. He is uh He's from Brooklyn. Uh-huh. He grew up in Brooklyn. He went to Catholic schools and uh he's he's just uh I think his parent I guess back then he like grew up on the tail end of the depression maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know like just when things were getting better, I think. And so he's always been, like, very thrifty, very good with money. You wouldn't know it that he's, like, you know, he just, I mean, 
just good with money and just uh, doesn't want to buy anything. Really? <laughs> like, doesn't like his, my mom. And he met my mom, and they're like a perfect match because I don't know any other woman that would like be into that type of mm-hmm. lifestyle. Of they do go on vacations, they go on cruises during the hurricane season. So, like every time I, I mm-hmm. it kind of makes me nervous. They'll be like, yeah, we're going to Bermuda. Never mind. We're going to Jamaica. It's like they'll change the course based on the, the, the weather. And they always get like the the cabin in the center on the bottom of the boat with no windows. Like whatever the best deal is. <laughs> and so he'll be like, I just turned my TV on the cruise ship to the camera on the bow of the boat. And I can see the, it's like a window. <laughs> but he is uh he's he's uh it was I feel lucky to have been brought up by a dad that was obviously gone through all like you know he was just ready to be there he wasn't like obviously he's 50 years old he was just not wanting to go anywhere else you know he wasn't like disappointed that he had to raise kids or anything uh he was he's a flight he was worked in the airline industry so he's traveled all over the place so was he a pilot or just he had his pilot's license but he worked on the dc-10s he was which was the one of the airplanes that had the three seats in the Uh cockpit so he was the guy facing the other way you know you had the pilot and the co-pilot and then he was the guy the flight engineer yeah okay facing the other way so he, and he worked for a company called World Air, World Airways, which was one of the original airlines. It was like with Pan American, which just somehow survived until maybe five years after he retired, probably in 2005 or six. He retired pretty soon after I got into college. And, uh, and he was... As a flight engineer, you could be, you don't have to pass the same test as like a pilot, like with your eyes and your, it's not as rigorous. So he was able to perform his job well into his 70s. Jeez. I think he was maybe 70 when he retired, I think. That's crazy because I know a guy who works in, he's an air traffic controller, and they're forced into retirement at like Mm -hmm. 50 two or fifty. yeah same with the pilots yeah Yeah. so he which you would they kind of kept saying they were going to retire those dc-10s and md-11s but they amazon and and fedex they all still fly them but it's not very efficient like you know the gas and all that but he got out and uh he's just if you if you go to my parents' house, like everything's all super customized. Like if you go near his, like up into their bedroom, he's got it's like a cockpit where he's got like all these switches. Like wait, really? Like for his, uh, everything's customized. Like he likes <laughs> switches, you know. Yeah. So like he's he's got the sleep apnea, uh-huh. which a lot of people have now. But he was he got that diagnosis, which he's also kind of a hypochondriac he loves going to the doctor really loves going to the doctor he's got multiple doctors 
And he, so I think it was in 90, we moved from California to Virginia in 95. So it must have been like 93 or something. He got the sleep apnea diagnosis. And he had, it looked like a piece of luggage next to oh, him yeah. with the uh-huh. tubes in his head. And yeah, my both my parents had that. Both of your parents? Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, so, but now it's crazy now. They're like this little tiny cube that he keeps yeah. next to his bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he can like, he spots people that have it. Because, you know, you get the lines in your yep. face. He's uh-huh. always like, you got sleep apnea. <laughs> to people like because my father-in-law has it and he uh-huh. sleeps with the thing and when they first met he it was like early in the morning or something and my father-in-law still had the lines of the sleep cpap machine yep. and he was like you got cpap <laughs> and he's funny. trying to he pushes it on people he's trying to get me to wear cpap nah i don't want to wear that stuff i have a mouth guard that helps yeah i do, i've gone through some because he questions Inslee, he's like, does he, does he snore? Does he snore at night? Like he'll, he's big on like questioning people, and he's on this keto diet now, which he's like, he's like eighty five, and, and he's keto? reversed his diabetes. He doesn't have wow. to take he 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 got diab or I don't know diabetes. I don't know maybe ten years ago. He had the diagnosis because uh-huh. he's just constantly going to the doctor, which yeah. is good because it's caught like he had some bladder thing and he catches all these things early because he's just always going to the doctor and but he reversed his diabetes. He, you know, so he cut out, he went straight keto, uh-huh. hardcore mm-hmm. and he like disagrees with the, whatever the American association of physicians uh-huh. whatever their plan is for somebody that's type one or type two and so he like went off of all carbs got off of sugar went he's real disciplined with that type of stuff he says he is at least because mm-hmm. i'll catch him eating a piece of pizza sometimes like well when he comes over, he hangs out, and he's like just preaching keto. Why eating his bread? Why eating his sugar? And he's like just that. constantly. And then you'll be like making okay, you know, we're just gonna live our life. This is what we're eating. You don't have to eat this. Yeah. And then he'll be eating a biscuit or something, and then he'll make some excuse about it. But <laughs> he he does a lot of preaching, and you know, so a lot of that advice is. Is good to take, yeah. but you know, I don't always take it. And he doesn't drink anymore either, so he's like, he's off drinking. So if you're drinking, he's like counting your drinks. So, man, it's Andy. a little uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> Can't really, you know, get, relax. But that's wild. He was a in the an engineer. Yeah, and he was in the yeah. Air Force. He joined the Air Force when he was 17. There was like some sort of uh, controversy because you're not supposed to join no, you up. Shouldn't. Yeah, you have to be 18. So he somehow did something back in 1931 or, uh, or 19, whatever. So was 40. he in World War II? He was in the Korean conflict. Oh, the Korean conflict. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, 
whatever uh, it was called. He's got an M1 carabate. No, M. He's got one of those automatic rifles that I used to really be obsessed with as a child. Oh yeah, I it was bet. an M M1 carbine or something. And he had it in his closet in the corner of his closet and had a bayonet on it. And man, when I found out about that and I was like three, five years old, uh-huh. six years old, seven years old, I would want to look at that thing when I had a chance. And I was yeah. not supposed to be looking at you it. Just wanted to, you just wanted to see it. just wanted to look at it, yeah. touch it. Stuff one like time, that to a little kid, a little boy, it's, it's wild, right? Yeah, I remember showing one of my friends, I was like, let's go check it out. And my mom like got freaked out because she saw that I showed my friend the gun. And so then she had to tell her, the, ma, the friend's mom, that I'd shown him a gun. And it was like, we got in trouble. But yeah, I mean, I get that. My uh, my grandpa was in World War II, but he was a merchant marine, but he never had the guns. But you just stumble upon stuff like that as a kid, and it just you just become obsessed with it, right? <laughs> yes, especially you know? if you're not supposed to. Yeah, I know. Don't don't be in once that area. You, yeah, once you find out, you're not supposed to touch it. Yes. Man. So so your dad though married your mom, and it was his second. Yeah. So how many? siblings do you have so i have i have step brother so his first family was my brother kenny kyle and or kenny Uh kathy and kyle and then it was me and my sister which was casey and colby so and my last name's kohler so it's kenny kathy Kenny, Kathy, Kyle. Kenny, Kathy, Kyle. Kenny, Kathy, Kyle, Casey, Colby. Colby, Casey. And so now my dad just basically calls me. My whole life, he's just basically called me Kenny. He calls me <laughs> Kenny. He's like, or Kyle. He's like, get up. You know, like when he's mad. like yeah. get. And the stories I hear from my brother Kenny... Kyle and Kathy, or my sister Kathy, uh-huh. he was just a totally different guy. <laughs> like, really? And I see all these pictures of him, like, with the long sideburns, and you know, in the seventies. Yeah. And just like long hair and like bell bottoms, and <laughs> and he, apparently he was, you know, always having a cig bobbing in his lip in mm-hmm. a bot like a. Like a cup of bourbon. Yeah. And apparently he was not the nice guy that he, that he is today. He was always... And he does kind of... Still kind of grinds his teeth when he gets mad. He's like, God. Yeah. But they kind of remember it a little more. But you said your oldest stepbrother is in his 60s? Yeah, my brother Kenny. Does he live around here? He lives in... No, he... So my... We... My dad, we were all from California. Uh-huh. Uh, well, he's from Brooklyn, and then he moved to California. I think from the military, he was yeah. like in. He was in. Uh, he was in. Uh, what the hell? Is 
he was in New Mexico for a while. Where's that alien place? Roswell. Roswell. He was in Roswell for a while. And then that's where I think he kind of started a family. Uh-huh. And uh, then he somehow ended up in Seattle with his this new wife's in-laws and maybe the Air Force. And then he started working for the airlines somewhere on the West Coast. But, yeah, my brother Kyle, Kenny, and Kathy – uh-huh. All still live over in California. Wow. In, in uh, San Jose, Boulder Creek, uh, Fort Bragg, and I think Hollister is where they kind of Do you uh, swing talk with. to them much? Or? I'd, I'd talk to my brother Kenny and Kyle pretty often. Really? Um, I mean, like, pretty often, like every few months. Okay. Um, I remember them, you know... When we lived in California, I lived there till I was nine, and then so I'd see them more often back then. But it's just interesting to talk to them and hear about stories about because it just seems like my dad was a total, just a yeah. totally different guy. Did he still was he still thrifty at the restaurants though? I think he that? was just uh, a younger guy that was less patient in he was yeah. less patient and uh, maybe what it sounds like he maybe wasn't so excited about having a family at age twenty, and uh, he would often just be like, you know, he he was a family he was definitely a family man. I mean, I think he. Bought my like bought him like a little pony like at one point like had like all these weird you know he get I think when they turned sixteen he gave him like little sports cars nice. and it was just a totally different experience that I had which did was like get, did you get a me and my car? sister had to share a Hyundai Elantra <laughs> and and there's no ponies and my dad I never saw him with a cigarette or any type of bourbon. And he never, uh, you know, uh, grabbed me by my, the tuft of my hair and threw me out into the yard and said, don't come back until the the, the sun goes down, which was, sounds like what my siblings had. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess that's probably what a lot of people maybe went through when they're, I don't know. I have no idea. It just sounds totally, when we talk, it's just a different experience which he's as most people maybe kind of get more patient as they get older i think he was just more patient well it's probably interesting because you have the dad that you see and the dad that you also hear about yeah i think that's a thing you know it's almost like i realized that when my dad was passing how like i knew my dad but there were all these other people who knew him in so many different ways. And how many siblings do you have? I have two younger brothers. Nice. They're three they're twins. They're three years younger than me. Nice. But everybody had a different experience. Where do they live? They live in Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah, but everybody had a different experience of my dad. And that was something that was interesting. But for you, you know, your dad was married and had a family before and so they had, they that. had a whole nother family. Yeah. yeah. And that's gotta be <clears throat> that's got to be a wild thing. Yeah, and and he was the kind of dad that always had 
especially back in the I guess maybe early eighties or mm-hmm. he started big into the camcorder stuff. Uh-huh. So he we have a lot of footage of your dad of just growing up and he converted it all to digital no he he took the time because you know thrifty you could pay somebody to take your vhs put it on dvd no not him he actually bought like some computer that had some computer hard drive that had that rca input and plugged in the vcr to the computer and then just burned all the we had a couple shelves, bookshelves, full of family videos. Because he had the, yeah, the, the handheld one. one that you just put a regular VHS, yep. boom, mm-hmm. label it, sharpie it. Yep. And he would... So we have... Every time I go home, he just like pops on a DVD of, you know, birthdays or christmases or it's like here's casey at seven and it's kind of embarrassing sometimes you know because i was very spastic as a child really a lot of energy Uh i mean i'm probably similar to i don't know you're you're a little maybe i mellowed out a little bit but uh looking back at those those family videos it looked was just just kind of makes me cringe so is there anything that so, like, speaking of fatherhood, is there anything that, like, your dad d- did or does that you see yourself doing? Or, like, you've taken from him, like, learned from him? Uh, I think, I mean, I do film my child a lot. You film your child if you, And I, I've, uh, when she was first firstborn we were doing the snapchat a lot but Uh then i wouldn't be able to keep those so yeah kind of didn't like that and so then i started doing a lot on the insta Uh so we have i just have and i liked that i didn't have to pay for the storage of the video so but it is the vertical video or the the vertical video it's interesting so. that you said you did you liked that you didn't have to pay for it. yes so i think <laughs> you you might have inherited that from your dad and i can well. share and i don't want people to look at look at my my beautiful intelligent child you no know, yeah like, totally but i, I never just, <laughs> i just want you to recognize yes what i mean said. i definitely think i have uh inherited his some of his thrifty behaviors which uh-huh. my wife and her parents uh Seemed kind of similar on the upbringing where they weren't supposed to order sodas uh-huh. when they go to a restaurant. It was like, that was just like, you didn't even, that's unheard of. Yeah. So some friends that I would have be like, you go to a restaurant, whatever you want, you know. And I would go with them and be like, what the hell? Y'all are allowed to drink soda? Yeah. Oh, that, that's like, that's blasphemy. Did you get a soda when you were with them? No, I just I remember just bringing it up that that uh, growing up we couldn't couldn't do that and, yeah. and they 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 related to that but they've my my wife's parents are a little more uh, they've aged into a cooler pattern where they're you know into enjoying themselves a little more yeah. and they're also probably 
15 years younger, 20 years younger than my dad. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little totally different generation, I think. Yeah. Um, that's funny. I just, I'm still laughing that you said you did, you like that you have to pay for the storage on Instagram. Yeah, you no, just, it's the best. You just spent like, oh, I had 20 to, minutes talking about your dad's three. I had to, I have, I, I, I do pay Google a dollar ninety nine a month to, so I don't have to keep deleting photos or videos or whatever I'm taking. It's hard. I just, I, I get, I had one uh, the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, that my Apple storage was full. Yeah. And I had what to What are delete. you supposed to do? I don't know. And I told Carly about this, and she was like, you can't delete things until telling me if it involves Jasper. And I was it's like, true. Well, sure. So I just made sure, I was like, because I didn't delete anything of him. But I you deleted got, like, a bunch of old stuff. Yeah. You know? So you didn't... But do you pay Apple every month extra? It's like a dollar ninety nine. Yeah. So you. But so even after doing that, they've tried to charge you. My phone. So your phone storage. It's because oh, it's on my the, phone. It's the internal yeah. storage. Yeah. That's when it's time to probably get a new phone. Nah, man, I'm I'm good. How old is that phone? Uh, a year and a half old. Mm. Not yet. I so try to you, get four years out. Of are you phone. technical like your dad? Because you you have a job at the college, right? Where you're like the. Uh, we do a lot of the well because of COVID. We do a lot of the Zoom Zoom rooms. We uh-huh. installed a lot of Zoom rooms, and it, before that, we we're doing a lot of sound and uh, sound and video stuff. So graduation, make sure everybody can see and hear uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of technical. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, You're not flying in a DC-10. not a 10. wizard. No, I'm not. I, he did one time. They used the. Uh, they would use the FedEx simulator. And one time he took me to Memphis. Which I have. My dad was a huge Elvis fan. Or is a huge Elvis fan. Uh-huh. Loves the gospel. Really? Elvis gospel. And for some reason, I have been to. Graceland twice. You've been a Grace. I've never been once. Yeah, I've been twice. And my family's yeah. from Tennessee. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he took me one time to the simulator because they have they would rent time at FedEx's simulator, and he was like, you know, well, let me. Just, he would. He also became a Czech airman where he would train other flight engineers or or pass or fail them based on things. So. He took me one time, I think it was in middle school, and we went to Memphis, and he brought, you know, brought me out to the barbecue, ribs, all that, and, mm-hmm. and he let me fly the simulator, and I crashed the plane. <laughs> it's very hard with the rudders and all yeah. that and to land it, Uh-huh. but I think if, you know, you, if you just let the plane land itself with the autopilot. But I manually tried to land it, and it wouldn't work. It kept bouncing, and then (laughs) kept bouncing on the on the damn. So you shouldn't be a pilot. No. No, I mean I would love to. uh, I flew in a small Cessna. Inslee's one of Inslee's old roommates that lived in Aries was a was a jet pilot, and he took us to her hometown for. Her birthday, 
and he flew us in a Cessna of one of his buddies, and instead of an eight-hour drive to South Carolina, it was like a three-hour flight, uh-huh. and it was pretty amazing. I would love to own my own airplane, but I don't. One day. It's never going to happen. So tell me about being a dad. What's been What's been the, f- the funniest thing about being a dad? Funniest? I just I just enjoy walking in there in the morning and seeing seeing her and just hearing her talk and it just keeps getting better. I mean as they're as they're a little tiny I feel like they're a little little worms or like little larvae at yeah. first. <laughs> like but in the but in the beginning yeah. they're but you're hanging on to every little move they're making in the beginning, and you're like transfixed with that. But then once you get to where they're almost two years old, and they're kind of starting to systems are starting to come online, and they're yeah. putting the language together a little bit, and like trying to point at things and tell you what things are. And the, I mean, the funniest thing maybe recently would be. That she, she's she's trying to say. When my father-in-law came, he drove his truck, and he kept, and she and he let her, he would like drive you know up and down the driveway or just sit in the driveway with her in the driver's seat, uh-huh. and she really liked that. And so whenever she sees a truck, now she says Papa's. She's trying to say Papa's truck. Uh huh. But she says Papa's cock. <laughs> it's not correct. Papa's it's so, cock. It's so pure. It's so <laughs> or pure. Or truck will she, drive by what? Papa's cock. Or she'll say, uh, what else? A lot of things, when she says it sounds like that. Papa's. Yeah, they, daddy's, she says, Daddy's cock. They want. Or she says, Daddy's. I forget what it is, but. I mean, she says daddy's car, mama's car. She's starting to link things together. But she'll say, yeah. like, daddy's cock. She says something, and it sounds just like daddy's cock. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's so it's yeah. so pure and so awesome. Because she, <laughs> she associates this memory with every truck that drives by. Yeah. Papa's, and she says it. Papa's cock. <laughs> and she says it yeah. when she sees him like when we face when he facetimes she'll go papa's cock and he gets like a little uncomfortable <laughs> like because it's like she is not saying truck yeah she's saying but yeah and you'll say yeah papa's truck truck you know and she, well the, the tr the tr blends really hard for kids yeah. Papa's cock. Yeah, that, that's hilarious yeah, it's that's that's something that's kind of fun to to watch and to experience how they start out and they're just these wiggling things, but now they're like saying things and like he's saying all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he's I almost mean, three, right? No, he'll be two. Oh, he's not. That's right. No, nah, he'll be two in the Damn. end of June. But Idiot. it's like, yeah. But he, you know, he loves airplanes and helicopters, and he'll point to them and say those things or he'll, yeah. And I have to be careful because I said, uh, I said, God damn, 
in the car and then he said it and <laughs> i was just so excited because he pooped on the toilet oh yes at the babysitters i was like god damn that's awesome and he just went god damn god was like, damn <laughs> he oh, said man. god damn yeah but uh he hold on so how old is he he's almost two so he's literally they're very to similar two. they're very similar yeah. age because when you have she's 20 months or something yeah so jasper yeah probably only a couple months yeah older than her but yeah, that's it's it's fun to watch, and he'll you know he'll be like blah 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 blah, and he'll like just and you're just gonna uh huh because uh-huh. you have no idea. what Yeah, you're sometimes saying. I have no idea what you're but saying. But but it's like you're saying the systems are coming online. Yeah, yeah. Or he'll point and be like, huh? And he'll say something, and you have to go like, yeah, that's a rock. He goes rock. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, something. Yes, just connected it's in crazy. The brain. It is. Just a few nights ago, Inslee started going like a. B and she would be like A B uh-huh. C. She like made it up to like. It's not like she knew she was saying the ABCs, but she was. Yeah. She was saying them, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then the other day, we picked her up from daycare. She's like holding her lunch bag, just walking out of daycare. Like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. You're holding your own lunch pail now. Jesus. Yeah, they don't stop. They don't keep. Today I was like telling him to come in and we were getting ready to go to the beach and I, I needed him to get a cup he had some smoothie in and his water cup and I pointed, I was like, get that and he said, okay. He went and got it. I was like, oh wait, you need to get the water cup and he goes, okay and then went and got both of those and brought them in and I was just like, oh my God. It's like a little bit, a little yeah. servant now. It is, it's crazy. We can give Charlie her dirty clothes and be like, go put those in the hamper. She'll go yeah. put them in there. He loves trash. He loves yes. to take trash in the yes. trash can. She'll trash, do it too. Trash, trash. Uh-huh. She'll do it. Uh-huh. And and, uh, and then she'll start throwing stuff away that's not trash. He does the same. The, the kids <laughs> yeah. do the same thing because once one thing goes in the trash can, like, everything. Let's start tossing can. stuff in here. And then yeah. so we totally had to lock all our cabinets in our mm-hmm. kitchen. We did that too. And we we were for a while we were keeping the we were keeping the dish towels and the. Mm-hmm plastic tupperware available for her to play with we, we just wanted her to explore those but it was like every time i came home from work it was like there was like 50 towels out and the whole tupperware mm-hmm. assembly was i was trudging through the tupperware because they're not going to play with one thing they're going to play with all no, the and they and then she'll just ditch it as soon as it's all yep. out uh-huh. done gone bye so it's yep. only buys you about four minutes of time <laughs> it's like and the so hard, it's the so we started minutes. so we locked those up too yeah we have a lot of things locked he yeah. uh he loves when there's a mess like if he spills something he wants to wipe it up yes. or he just realized too that we use tissues to blow our nose <laughs> and so he wants he'll like pretend he loves to pretend that he's blowing his nose and Does he just, say a chew or anything like that? No, he says bless you. He says bless you when you cough or sneeze. Bless you. Mm-hmm. It's so gosh damn cute. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie goes a chew, a chew, and she'll like take a. She she is. You can't keep tissue boxes around her house because she'll pull the yep. entire box of tissues. And mm-hmm. so we put the tissues back in there, 
and they're not used. They're just they've been pulled out, and so yeah. people come to our house and they're like, "Are these used tissues?" Yeah. Like yeah. if they have to use them, I'm like no, they're just you know they've been put back. Yeah. Or toilet. They love all those things: paper, toilet paper. They just want un, un like the wet wipes. Yep. They just want to continue to mm-hmm. pull them until they're gone. Yep. And I wish there was a toy we could invent that was some sort of a circular circuit where it would like put it back in. You're on to something. But I don't know I how that would work. I don't know how it would work. Man, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Has has there been like what's been the hardest thing about being a dad? <sighs> the hardest thing. I mean, I think I don't know about anything being, I feel like I've been taking it one step at a time and, and I'm 30, 35 years old. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of at the point where I'm ready. I've, I could definitely see a young dad being like, just not ready. Cause you you just don't have any time for yourself. You can't. You can't do, you gotta, especially after they start walking around mm-hmm. and getting into things. Like you just have to be their lifeguard while they're awake, and you gotta lock your house down to where if you walk away, because she almost pulled a few shelves down on top of herself, and so you gotta just baby-proof the space that they're gonna be in. So I guess maybe that was the hardest part, just trying to f- just change our environment like we had to move a bunch of lamps a bunch of furniture that she could pull because she started pulling on things and i mean i guess i was yeah i mean that was maybe the hardest part but it will i mean what else would i be doing i don't know i mean i feel like i was ready so i feel bad for anybody who's a younger person that's probably not ready for that you know so do you think having her older was a good thing i i don't want to i mean some people might be ready to have a child in their you know early 20s i was not ready for that (laughs) (laughs) me myself i was very selfish and still wanting to focus on myself and go out there and and spend time doing stupid when you look back it's all dumb stuff it's funny to how you know going out to clubs or bars Mm -hmm. or parties just seems it was it was a lot of fun at the time but you know now it just seems like i'd rather be you know going to bed at 10 o'clock at night i don't want i don't want to go out to like let's go to a friend's house starting at 11 a.m why what 11 a.m. I'm I'm done for the night. Like I could barely make it over here at the uh, yeah by the skin of your teeth. But because uh, you think about all the things you do before in the morning, you know. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because back then you were sleeping. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Wake up like, at 11 o'clock or tw- you know 11 o'clock was a start for everything. Yeah. Wake you up know? at 11. Like, I mean, I've I've been up for five hours. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You know? Like you're up at that, you know, 
That's true. <laughs> yeah, you're just not ready because you're, yeah. you're you're a night owl because you're you're waking up at eleven. Yeah, you're going to bed at two or three in the morning because yeah. you were at all the places, and that's fun and it's awesome. But but yeah, so it, I think that's a that's a thing. Like you know, you in your twenties, it's hard. It's hard to think for other people. Yeah, I can't. I can't you imagine. Know? Yeah, I have friends I, that. It, had gotten married and they had kids, you know, 21, 22. Yeah, no, my wife's, my wife's, uh, parents, my dad had, had his, had my brother Kenny when he was in his 20s. Yeah, it's a wild time. Yeah, I, I could see that. I think it was, I'm glad that I've, I had him now. I mean, there's definitely things I wish I could be doing sometimes, but it's, it's like you're saying, like, I mean, what, I mean, it's, yeah, what else would you be doing? I don't want to not have... Once you have the child, you're like, this is, this is my hobby. Like, that's my hobby, having yeah. whatever I... It's like growing a tomato. Yeah. Like, how can I make this tomato grow the best it's going to grow? Well, I always think about the things that I would be doing aren't really that important. You're right. It yeah. involves the couch yeah. and Netflix or something stupid. And it's like, all right, I'm, I'm not yeah. that yeah, it's what, like oh mad that I can't go. Yeah, you know, cut my grass or something. Or, yeah, fuck. I mean, I had to schedule time to cut my grass this week. I mean, it gets difficult. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, just I don't want to cut it. Just so has there been something that's like being a dad, like that just clicked. Or like it was easy, like it was like you've done it without thought. Oh man, my favorite part about being a dad, uh-huh. hands down, and this is maybe inappropriate. It's fine. But I really loved watching the breastfeeding happen, and and then I started becoming the breast milk manager. What? What do you mean by the breast milk manager? I. So my dad gave us uh, his deep freezer that he found on the side of the road on, of in his neighborhood that somebody th- yeah. somebody threw out and it had like a pea or a piece of carrot or it was fine but the it was clogged up with a piece of vegetable. He blew it out, brought me this deep freezer. And I was pretty happy to have it because Inslee started once she started getting into the breastfeeding, which was very difficult, and I commend anybody who does it because mm-hmm. it adds a whole nother layer of cleaning and waking up, and it's just a lot easier to use formula. I was a formula baby. My sister, a lot of people are formula, and there's nothing wrong with formula. It's, it's probably just, I mean, but when you read about some of the benefits of the breast milk, it's... You might want to try it, you know, because of yeah. the, so, but, it, and it doesn't work for everybody, but if it works for you, then do it. And it worked for us and it was definitely not easy to get there. It took about two weeks for Inslee and Charlie to figure out how to do it. And, uh, once it got going, it was beautiful and. I I helped her by the end. We stored about she was producing more milk than Charlie needed, and 
I remember going to the lactation consultant with my wife, and I was trying to ask her, like, do the big boobs make more milk? Like, because my wife has larger breasts. And she was like, and then I, after I was asking this question, I was looking at the lactation lady. She had very small breasts. And she, and I was like, oh my God, this is weird. But I was trying to word it in, like, you know, medical terms, like larger mammary gram i don't know but it didn't work out for me and she was like no women with larger breasts do not produce more milk they just have more storage space and i was like and i just stopped i was like all right cool but and i wanted to say well if they have more storage space doesn't that mean they have more milk because insley was like producing all this damn milk we had 12 gallons of milk in my deep freezer uh-huh. in my garage. And I was yeah. labeling it, and I was putting it away, and I was packing it up. And I was trying to do it the best I could. At a certain point towards the end, Inslee made me pull all the milk out. And we had to relabel it, reorganize it, and count it. She wanted to know how many ounces she had, which then I converted into gallons. It was 12 gallons of milk. Wow. So, because she, she wanted to know when she could stop breastfeeding and how long after her stash would last. And so, basically, we fed Charlie breast milk until she was one year old. Uh-huh. And, and our calculations were just barely correct. Like, So, like you were she, like, so you had enough to... To where she could stop, and it was like, maybe Charlie was seven months old or something. Uh-huh. And then, so we kept feeding her the frozen. We just kept doing frozen. Wow. It's a lot of breast milk. And it That's was good. Exciting. We still have breast milk stores. You do? Yeah. What? So, what does it involve to be the breast milk manager? Was it just the. You got to take the milk uh-huh. once it's pumped, uh-huh. label it, uh-huh. and then determine whether or not it's going to be milk used for feeding. Uh huh. For that next couple of days, or it's gonna be frozen milk. Okay. So then you gotta freeze it, and then you gotta package it. Yeah. So it's like within it's you know so you're. So I was using, I was using whatever Amazon boxes were around, and then that wasn't working. So then I just started using gallon because she had bought these different types of milk. Mother's milk bags. Yep, I know what you're talking about. And uh, the good ones we liked were the twist pouches. That had the they yeah, didn't we, leak. Uh, Jasper was breastfed until January. Really? Yeah. Hold on to this January. Yeah. So he was like pretty almost, much. Yeah. So he was almost fully two years old. Yeah, year and a half. That's yeah. awesome. I think we would have gone longer. I commend Carly for that because that is not easy. Well, there's so many benefits to it. Oh, there's it's. Yeah. You can put it in the the bath, and it helps their skin. I've heard that. There's a lot. And but... Inslee, Inslee was uh, if she would ever drink alcohol, and we would purge the milk or whatever, I would take that milk and I would drink it myself because it would pain me. You drank to watch it go no, down you, the drain. Hold on, we have to pause. You drank. Oh, 
I drank a lot of that breast milk. I used to put, sometimes if I knew there was some that she would pump that was contaminated with uh-huh. alcohol, I would, in the morning, put a little choco milk syrup in there and mix it up and have about a a whole pint of breast milk for breakfast. That was like my breakfast. Did it fill you up? Yeah. And it did first. After a few times of doing that, I stopped doing it. It was a little too much. But there was good. there was one point where she had a duck clogged duck. Uh-huh. And I'm did you guys ever experience that? Yeah. It's very painful apparently. And for me, I looked it up online. What can you do for a clogged duck? It was like twelve things. And one of the last things was your partner can extract using their mouth because they have a stronger suction than a child obviously a grown man can suck harder than a, a little tiny seven month old or eight six month old so i said all right well you know there's you know holding the hot compresses or we can do this or that or or you know i could definitely help you and she didn't she wasn't interested in me helping her that's probably good, yeah. And so we did all the other things, and it wasn't working. And she finally was in enough pain where she was like, all right. And, and it was like you could dangle your the breast over your partner, and so it's like gravity-fed, or you could do it over your child. So it's like gravity is helping instead of like feeding them upright. And so we tried that, and it was... For me, the best pry experience of my life. It was but you a, helped her out. Was, yeah, and I, I think the next day she felt better because it was, for me, it was wonderful, and uh, I did get very aroused, <laughs> and it, 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 it. Uh, I think the bigger <sighs> picture is that was, you did do something. To help her. I wasn't... Yeah. Let me put it to you this way. It was around lunchtime, and I hadn't uh-huh. eaten lunch, and we did that session. And this was... Her mom stayed with us for a few months after Charlie was born just to help out, which was wonderful. And so she knew what was happening, and so it's not like I could fully engage in my fantasies or anything, but I was... I, w- I didn't eat lunch... Because uh-huh. I had had enough for lunch. I, I was full. I was full of breast milk. And it was it was wonderful. And uh, it was uh, it was nice. You know, it's maybe, I don't know. Some like, it was just, it was delightful. Yeah, I get it. You were, you helped... You helped her, but it was, I mean, it was... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make people feel uncomfortable. Nah, you, it's just, but it, it's, you, I mean... For me, it was, being, I'm totally into that whole thing. But, but being a parent, yeah, you just got to do what you got to do, right? Right, yeah. And there's things that, that you just got to do it. And nothing was working. No. And... So that worked, yeah. It worked. It was nice. 
Yes. <laughs> I'd do it again. I would do it again. I will never forget it. And I and uh it was it was I think I received that as a birthday gift. That was <laughs> What do you want for your birthday? I want to breastfeed. You know? That's what I want. Maybe it took you back to some place like primal. Yeah, you know, that could be it. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a wild I'm thing sure. to think I'm about. Sh- I'm sh- I don't know. You know, you, you know, you, you hear stories of like bodybuilders that will buy breast milk. Really? Because it it helps them while they're working out. Because of that human whatever whatever's in that that helps them bulk uh, up. I know that was a little abrupt, but for those of you that are still with us, that was a bathroom break. But we are back now. And uh, we'll continue this on. Um, you know, I think it's that story was really interesting and it was awesome to hear. Because it brings you back to like the things that like you do as a parent. You, just got, you know, sometimes you've got to do stuff. You, know, you gotta do things. Yeah. You know, is there anything that you think that you would have, like right now, that you would have liked to have done over? Hmm. I don't think I don't think so. But let me think about it. Uh. Anything I'd do over? I don't. I don't think so. No. Like, are you talking about in their early days? Just or? things. Is there anything that's been coming up that you're like, man? I should have done it this way. Or. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of things I wish I would have done over in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think. Thinking back on. I mean, I wish I would have invested in certain stocks. But uh, I don't think. I don't, you know, I think no. I don't think anything I would do over different. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that scares you about being a dad? It scares me to think about Charlie getting older and developed and then with young men and uh-huh. just or even just before that just getting into school with bullies or mm-hmm. just anybody I just feel like if anybody I just don't want anything to happen to her you know i feel like i gotta protect her and what if i'm not there you know i just that terrifies me Mm -hmm. or like we both of us live very close to the the bay front here Uh with the water and it is just always scared me every and it just changed the dynamic it used to be fun i mean it's still a great time to go out to the beach and hang out but with a small child who doesn't know how to swim Mm -hmm. that's scary i mean you got to be paying attention all the time or one of you has to be and it's like you can't assume that one of you is going to be paying attention so we kind of have to me and my wife have to It's like we're at work almost like you're okay. You're going to watch her or are you going to watch her? Who's going to watch her? Cause she'll dart off, you know? And yeah. And when she goes towards the water, you got to have your alerts on. And then we kind of want her to 
feel comfortable, so she's playing around. But if she, once in a while, when the tide's weird and there's like a steep little in embankment there by the shore, and and she stepped into it, she's falling in the water. And if I wasn't there, she would she yeah. would have drowned. So I mean, we had we've signed her up for swim lessons but she's only two years old i mean i don't know how effective that's gonna be we'll find out i'll tell you swim lessons are are amazing i think you know our he was in swim lessons he was we found infant swim classes how old was he he was like uh six months oh wow nice and it's one of those things where the class lasts maybe 15 minutes and basically it's wild to watch because it's just a bunch of like prepping the kids to be underwater and mm-hmm. what to do mm-hmm. and um just stuff like that i think it helps it's amazing you know because because for me like i get what you're saying when you're at the beach i mean the beach is a part of our life yeah we live at the beach you know yeah. why would we not experience the beach you know it's it's one of the most amazing things for where we live but now that you insert this child you feel yeah you're like almost a lifeguard yeah and you can't just you can't assume somebody else is gonna watch your child so you're like a lifeguard hovering it's it's almost like i'm constantly scanning you know even when i'm talking with people or hanging out yeah as soon as they dart to the water then you get up yeah and like you you don't feel bad about just leaving a conversation or just well i i think i've and i'd say that like the infant swim classes it doesn't make me like to where i don't watch at all because he's almost two yeah there needs to be eyes on him (laughs) but uh you know It's all right. <clears throat> Sneeze. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, yeah, it helps to give to at least there's this part of me that's in the back of my mind that's like, okay, he has some form or he has some kind of idea about what to do. Sorry. It's all right. Sneezy. Sneezes come. <laughs> but it, it's hard as a parent to know that you can't protect them from everything. Yeah. That scares me. We have yeah. had recently had a biter in our daycare. Mm-hmm. And so their policy on biting is if the biter bites three times in a day, then they'll send the biter home. You know, as soon uh-huh. as the biter's parents can come pick them up. So it's, and we did, we did have, like, we would pick, pick her up and, and, there's a guy that, or a kid that's a little more aggressive in her class. And when you go to pick her up, you, they have these little one way mirrors, or, or I don't know if it's even one. I think it's just a glass going into the room so you can go peek into their class before you get pick them up and see what's going on. Yeah. Which we like, but a few times, or a lot of times, we peeked in there and there's like kids, you know being all aggressive with each other and these are like little one-year-olds and two-year-olds and so when you see your kid another kid little kid trying to like bully or or like put your little baby angel daughter in a headlock or putting his 
feet on her head or something. You want to run in there and take that little kid and <laughs> yeah. nail him across the room like a little rag doll, but you can't do that. Yeah. So, we're in the process of moving daycares right now. And it, so, it's, uh, it's just, you know. Well, well, it's hard to watch sometimes how kids interact, you know. Yeah. You know, you can't, you know, sometimes they just don't know in a lot of ways. Yeah, the, yeah, I know, but I just you just go kind of red, like yeah. you just want to like kill these. Like, don't anybody touch your baby like yeah. that? Because people say someone said like having a kid's like having your heart like out yes. just in front of you for yeah. anyone to mess with. Yes, you know, I could see that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exactly it's, like that. Yeah, and it's 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 challenging, and you know, it's still you know still awesome and beautiful in its own way, but. Yeah, I get that. Eventually, you're not going to be there. And you yeah. always say you'll you'll always be there, but, you know, the whole goal is to be not there, you know, to make yeah. them self-sufficient. And all you want to do is be there. Yeah, you, <laughs> I know. You just got to, I think, I don't know. I think just being there is the most important part, you know, just being there in the, the, the beginning, like caring and, they say people who buy parenting books or their kids are more adapt and successful adults. But I think it's not because they're buying parenting books. It's because they just care enough to buy the parenting books. It's not, it's not that they're the information in those books is helping them. It's just that they care enough to buy the book. So they're that kind of parent, you know, they're going to think a little bit more about something. They're not just like, yeah, just like winging it, you yeah. know? I mean, which everybody, I feel is, feel like, wings we're all, it. We're, we're all Yeah, just, everybody's winging it. it. But if you're winging it and you're there and you're, you know, waking up. And, <laughs> and it's an oversimplification to say that you're just winging it. But really, I mean, we're, we're trying our best. Everybody, yeah, if you're. If you're yeah. trying your best and you're not like totally some sort of a youngster that just doesn't care, I know yeah. I sound this makes me sound like some sort of a old guy. But if you're, you know, if you just care and you're there, I feel like that's it. You yeah. Know? So what do you think the role of being a dad is? The role? Yeah. What's the role? The role. Like what's like? What's the I mean, I think maybe my dad's generation was maybe just a provider, uh-huh. which I I think I see even the difference between my dad and my, my father-in-law, which maybe it's like a 15-year difference, uh, where he's more, my dad's, even now, he's more just like, you know, he'll he'll give me money for my for Charlie's to wish or 529 plan or whatever yeah. but but when he comes and visits he's kind of like disconnected like he can't and she kinda, she kind of gives him dirty looks and really? he thinks she doesn't <laughs> like him and and my mom's like well you know you're not interacting with the kid and all that and 
I feel like that generation of man is just kind of there to provide. And mm-hmm. so nowadays, I feel like we're diaper changing, helping out, giving the baths, doing everything. I feel like. So and, we're uh, a lot more involved. More involved. And uh, so my work gave me eight weeks to of paternity leave, which was fantastic. Did you take it all? I took it the whole thing. And, yeah, uh, I did and, too. I got 12 weeks. You got 12. Nice. And I lined it up because I'm a teacher. I asked him what was, uh, it was 12 weeks or 60 days. And I said, what's 60 days from the last day of school? <laughs> yeah, so that's I, right. I lined that up. Because really, like, this is the time. Like, why not, right? Why not be there? Yes. Why not have that time? Yes. You're not going to get it back. Yeah, I, right? li- I, I matched mine up with. Because uh, Charlie was born in September, we did, we lined it up with um, the the Thanksgiving holiday time, and then the, we get two weeks for Christmas. So it was like almost probably three months that yeah. I got. So it was to just be there, right? Yeah, and you're the one there, and nobody's there with you. And yep. You're just, and especially that. I mean, thinking back, it was easy. When they're that young, mm-hmm. they're just like little tiny. They just lay there. They're just lay there. They just you just need to change them and feed them. Mm-hmm. I mean a lot, but I think the role of a dad, yeah, I mean just being there, just being present, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, it's like it's it's sounds like it's so simple, but it's not. Right. Yeah. If you care, you're there. You know. I mean, if you care, I you, love yeah, that. If I you mean, care, you're there. I mean, I'm. You, you're. Cha- if you're sitting there cleaning out their bottle or breast pump, if you're cleaning your wife's breast pump materials, which here's a really good tip that it took me a while to figure out. You don't need to clean out breast pumps every single day. You can just put them back in the fridge. If you're going to pump your breasts, say you pump them in the morning. Say you do a breast feeding, okay? And then you do the, the, you know, the use the pump, then put the pump parts in the fridge. Uh-huh. Then, next, next time you need to pump, use those pump parts. Then at the end of the day, we can wash them. But you don't have to wash them. In between sessions, because I was doing that for a while. Me and my wife were both Insley were were washing our part the parts, and but she was at work pumping and washing them at work, and then pumping and washing them. But you could really just if your child doesn't have any type of immune immune disorder. Mm-hmm. You can just put them in the fridge. And that was like... That was a game changer? Yeah, you don't have to wash them four or five times a day. You just wash them once. You really you really are the breast milk I was helping. Manager. I was helping a lot with the breastfeeding. And, it's, you know? it's, and I hope that that comes across as like, I mean... What, genuine... Not well more than genuine. I'm just trying to say like that's the presence. Yeah. 
that was the need. That was something that needed to be done. And you did it. And you were there. Yeah. And if you just, yeah, if you're like, you know, we giggle about it and stuff like that because we're boys and you say breasts and you go, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it was something that needed to be, you know, it and, needed to be addressed. Yeah. And you found the helped out, you know, it wasn't and in just... a lot of ways, it's your dad there. Cause you were like, why am I wasting this time? <laughs> Water. Yep. Soap. Yep. Time. And you found a, a better, I, I was, I was looking at blogs that yeah. were mainly women. Yeah. On there. It's a cool thing, you know, and, you know, we can, we, we can chuckle about it, but it is a cool thing. It is. Yeah. If you're going to be doing that, then you're probably just, you know, involved enough to where if your kid just feels safe and that somebody's going to be there for them whenever, you know, I think that's, I feel like hopefully that's good enough. I don't know. Because if not, then you know i don't know i think it is i think that just that thing if you care you're there yeah you know like if you're present you're not going to the dog tracks gambling on some <laughs> trying to get some money back on some some yeah. some greyhound or something. but if that. you just take a second like it's really like and it's hard to put yourself to think of other people, you know, but with like relationships or with marriage or even with kids, half of it is just showing up, just showing up, you know, and it's like, it's, it, it's easier said than done, but it really is that like, that's it, you know, just showing up. Right. That's true. It's, you know, you're show when you're at the beach showing up at the beach, you know, hanging out, having a good time, but also present to where your kid is. You That's know? right. And yeah. Not losing yourself in something else, you know. And just, yeah, cuz you can get distracted, but mm-hmm. the minute you do, that kid's going to dart to the water and then I think the success That's the worst yeah. feeling. Uh, that's the worst nightmare in my life. So if, yep. I think if you're having that thought of that being a nightmare, hopefully then that will never come true. But yeah. people that don't even think about that. Because I've I've seen people on the beach where they've been walking by and seeing groups of people and they've like yelled like who's watching this kid like, you know, probably some old crotchety neighbors but if you look at a group of people and they're just all looking at their phone and there's little kids running around, I don't know. You might say something too. I don't. It's only happened once. I've seen that, but and well, luck, saw, luckily it wasn't me, me or yeah. my, any of my people. But we saw you know a group of people with a bunch of kids, but it was really fun to watch. Like different people were saying one kid's name, which showed that like everybody was watching the kid. You know, and that was fun to yeah. like witness because like people people know it's like a community yeah. effort, yeah. But I think just being present. I like that you said that. Yes, it's some people think it's some. T- I mean, I think that is as simple as some in the simplest form. I'm sure there's way more to it, but if you're there, I mean, 
And they can feel that, that, you know? You call that the Rosetta Stone. (laughs) Everything is built. Everything is built off that. Yes. You know? It's just just simple presence. And that you just got to keep showing up. Yep. And if you you don't, then that's when problems start. Yeah. Kids think they can go in the basement, have have a party, all that kind of thing, you know? (laughs) I do think that that's a good place to... Stop, Casey. Yes. I, this has been the wildest, the wildest conversation so far. Really, but it's been good. Yes. Thank you for, you know, thank you for coming and allowing me to to put out your story to the world. You're welcome. Sorry, I was late. Nah, our, Damn, I feel bad fine. about that. Our conversation took many twists and turns, but it was good. And I think the takeaway is just presence. Yes, showing up. Yes. So. Think, think to any dad listening, any new dads listening that are worried about how they're gonna do. I'm, I know I'm only two years in, or not even two years in, but if you're there, just show up, yeah. be if, involved, yeah. change the diapers, help out, and it'll be hopefully okay. Yeah. You know? I, I think it will. Yeah. If you care, you're there. That's right. Yes. Right. Well, guys, be excellent to each other, and we'll see you next time.